Okay, so four poster beds. It's on Skype. Freak you out. It is on Skype. Yes, I double-checked. Thank you. I'm looking at it to make sure. Good. And it says that it's recording, so. And everything else worked. We're going to hope it's working. It'll be fine. Well. I had adventures today. Did you? Sort of. Because um, my direct boss, the creative director, is going on holidays this week. And my coworker in the creative department is not back from his holidays until Wednesday. So for today and tomorrow, I am the creative department. (laughs) (laughs) So fortunately, it's Monday and Tuesday, and there isn't usually all that much stuff that comes in right then and they left me lists of things to look after and stuff so it it wasn't too difficult as such but there was a lot of running back and forth between our three offices to check everybody's email and stuff (laughs) it was not boring anyway well that's good i guess Mm -hmm. i spent the day digging up irises and oh, yeah? cutting them back and replanting the daffodil bulbs that came up with the irises. Wow. Oh, Scott, you won't recognize it. You either, Kat. You won't recognize it. The um, cedar hedge, you know, that runs the length of the driveway mm-hmm. or part mm-hmm. around the house. We had the tree cutters come in and they limbed it up and up to 10 feet so we can look through and see the chicken coop now. And they it's just all open and and stuff it's really i think it's going to be cool but at the same time it was kind of sad to see the different things go and the chickens are going to be really sad because they love to be down underneath it where it's cool but it was just encroaching too much it was just awful my grandpa had a stump in his backyard that he carved an old man's face in Mm, that'd be fun yeah sort of looked like a mini tree beard, except there was just his head. Mm-hmm. The head of tree beard? The head of tree beard. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've done a lot with with trees and things. Mom's painting the one room in the garage that we've gotten finished. Woo! So, yeah. She spent all day yesterday priming it, and today she spent all day painting it yellow I believe she wanted to paint it green but we didn't have enough and the tree people were in the way so we couldn't drive out and get new so she just went with what we had uh, well yellow is nice mm-hmm. yeah it'll be just fine and we'll get to set it up and it'll be way cool and uh, we were moving the fences to get the so the tree guys could come in today and and not the portable fences that we have that we keep the chickens out of the main yard with last night and mom and Mike were rolling up one and moving it and Calvin was supposed to be helping me roll up the other one and he's just watching me and mom's like help Sue and he's like do you need help and I said I'm gonna need help meaning yeah you know give me a hand and he took that to mean, oh well you'll tell me when you need me and I was like you know what fine I'll just do it by myself I don't care and I drug it into the chicken coop and I was backing up with it. And I stepped in a hole and pulled the whole thing down on top of me as I fell and scared the poor kid mm-hmm. half to death. But I am feeling it today. That's no good. Yeah, it's not bad. But I noticed when I was digging with the pitchfork, I was I was pretty sore. 
And, you know, to my mind, I fell in slow motion and didn't do anything except for maybe roll in the chicken poop a little bit. But apparently I jostled myself worse than I thought. Boobin. Boo. Boobun. What about boobs? Michael is going to Boobin Con. What the heck is that? 45. Any idea? It's B U B. It's not like boobs. Hmm. Don't know. I don't either. Makes me want to look it up, but I won't. I'll behave. <laughs> well, should we start? Trisha's supposed I to think we send me start. A, a message when she gets here. Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? Well, we'd like to start at the beginning. That would be awesome. My resolutions for this Potterfic Weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic Whatever. Oh, Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott? <laughs> okay, what did I miss? My Am I surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. you are. Yes, you are. Apparently, <laughs> I'm Jen, and I don't know my alphabet. <laughs> No, she's the poster child for our podcast. Shit. <laughs> 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 I snort. I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's two. That could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants. Not oh. Browsers. Waterpick Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> and I was planning on getting grammar anytime soon. Really, honestly. <laughs> Saxon Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snake. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end. Waterpick Weekly. Where the story never ends. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, one of the, well, actually the flagship of the family of podcasts. And I don't even know how to do this anymore. I need Bob. <laughs> I'm Scott. I'm Sue. I'm Kat. And we are talking about In Care Of by Fangs Fawn. And when we left off last week, Harry and Dudley had gotten into fisticuffs because Dudley had found Snape in his bat form and was torturing him. And now Vernon is coming up to discipline, in quotes, Harry for daring to lay hands on sweet Duddykins. I actually confess I often scan over this scene. When we're reading, mm-hmm. it's not really a fun scene. It's not a fun scene. It's not. And, you know, Snape is in this bat or this owl cage. He's in a panic, which is kind of weird to think of Snape in a panic, but he knows what's going to happen. And there's no way he can get out to help Harry. And he's feeling really, really helpless and frustrated. And the last right. time he felt like this was when 
the Dark Lord was targeting Lily. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for him to feel that way about Harry, you know things have really changed. Right. Mm-hmm. His, so. All his animosity has gone for the moment because this mm-hmm. is such a, a terrible situation. Well, because, you know, this really, you know, scrawny Harry Potter who's probably never seen a full meal in his life before Hogwarts, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is against Vernon Dursley, who's, you know, at least, you know, half a foot and, you know, several, you know, Stone. stones yeah, heavier seven than Seven inches and a good 80 pounds or more. Mm-hmm. Right. Bigger than him, so... <laughs> significantly yeah. bigger and so that's com- like that completely for one thing most people who really anyone who has a soul that's going to be a situation where you would want to get between the kid and the uncle and Snape knowing or at least seeing the after effects of one of these fights knows exactly what's about to happen and is trying to prevent it yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been less than a day, so it's, it's worse even than it was the first time. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been already severely beaten, and now he's coming back up to beat Harry again. And, and Snape says it's not until he, and I'm jumping ahead just a bit, but it's not until he actually hits him for the first time that Snape really, really realizes that it's going to happen. He just thinks, you know, oh, well, he's just all bluster. He's not going to really do it and, until the belt hits him the first time. And he's like, holy cow, he really is going to do it. So mm-hmm. just, Snape has noticed that the cage latch is a little off. So he's mm-hmm. kind of trying to see if he can work his way through it somehow to get out there and help. Uh, but, it's not going quickly. So we get through a large portion of this. Well, Snape loses count of how many blows there are. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Harry's just standing there facing the wall. He, press, he presses his arms up against the wall and just... Um, Refuses to make a noise. Yeah. yeah. Goes away, basically. Yeah, he pretty much just kind of goes in deep inside himself. And, but before this happens, he he tries this one last ditch effort, and he says, "You know, I've never said anything. I've never told anyone what you do to me, but I could. I could tell my headmaster." And Vernon looks at him and goes, "Fine, do it. You send your owl right now to your headmaster, and if he tells me that he doesn't want me to beat you, then I will stop." And he looks at Harry with, you know, he, it's a total bluff, but Harry doesn't know it. Snape's like even impressed because, you know, Vernon's done this great bluff. And he says he knew what it was going to be like when he left you here. And he wants me to beat this out of you. Just horrific emotional abuse. Oh, yeah. And for Harry to even for one second believe that of Dumbledore is awful, but after the year that he has had, because this is after the fifth year, where Dumbledore spent the entire year avoiding him every chance he had, and not looking at him and everything. 
Harry's insecure enough to believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Harry does not... In some ways, Harry does not trust adults. I think Harry takes what Vernon says at face value mm-hmm. just because, you know, it's it's that whole you grow up accepting that the, the adult ar- around you is telling you the truth. Right. Mm-hmm. And part of it is, of course, that Hedwig isn't there. I think if she had been there still, he might have gone through with it anyway. Mm-hmm. But he can't risk opening the cage and letting him see Spartacus there. Right. So right. he just lets him win, basically. And yeah. goes with it. And it's almost like he knows that the owl's not really there. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, he's got the... He can right. kind of get away with it. Mm-hmm. Right, and Snape you know, thinks about his father and when his father beat him and his father beat him when he was drunk. Mm-hmm. And Vernon is stone cold sober. Yeah. And the thing is that Snape can't decide which is worse because bo- they both are horribly bad. Right. Mm-hmm. But at least when his, when his father did it, his mother would come in and put herself in between him and protect her. And then his father would, you know, drop the belt and go away and, be remorseful right. for a little bit of time until the drink took him again. And and the thing is that there's there's no one here to protect Harry. There's no one here to step in. On no. Petunia won't do it. Dudley certainly won't do it. And, and this is a there's no remorse. Vernon's right. getting off on this. Oh yeah. He enjoys mm. it. So it's very, very different from Snape, but at the same time it it's close enough that it really brings it home to him. Yeah. And it's, and you know, Snape is noticing more, that... Oh, go ahead. It's almost more dangerous because with, you know, with no one to stop him and with Harry accepting that this is the norm. It just escalates. Which it does here. So I'm not going to say anything. It escalates. Yeah. 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 I have to say, um, and... I have I have read my fair share of Harry gets abused fix. This is one of the I I like this version of it more. I've seen it where you know it's basically goes from almost you know basically emotional abuse to you know heavy physical abuse almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And this is more of what I would like picture being more realistic is you know it starts with you know once in a while you know then escalates then escalates further then escalates further then escalate until it gets to be a dangerous situation i mean it's, it's always a dangerous situation but to be where you know it's life and death for harry right mm-hmm. and and that's kind of at the point it is now and snape looks at him harry's standing against the wall with his hands on the wall braced and Vernon's wailing on him and Harry doesn't utter a sound. He is so defiant that he's not going to say anything. You can beat me all you want. You're not going to get a sound out of me. And that just spurs Vernon on. Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, kind of like 
how he was at the end of the fourth book with Voldemort. It's completely in character. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, it, it's why he's so good at the Imperius. It's why he was able to, you know, just withstand the Cruciatus. Mm-hmm. Because he won't budge. He's, right. he's mm-hmm. stubborn enough that he's not going to give any of them the satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And he's not. And Snape makes the observation to himself, well, Vernon's got a lot of height on him and he's being frustrated and that's fueling his anger. But he's overweight and out of shape and his strength is going to have to give up soon. So he can't keep this up. And right. Vernon sort of realizes that too. And he gets an idea. And instead of hitting him with the belt, the leather part of the belt, he turns it around and he hits him with the buckle. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and Harry's just so shocked by this mm-hmm. that he right. does um, make a sound. Mm-hmm. And then he just draws himself back in and plunges his jaw and he's not going to give in anymore. And of course that doesn't help. (laughs) And at the same time as Harry won't give the latch does luckily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause Mm -hmm. this, during this happening, Snape's been working at the latch with his teeth, trying to get himself out of this cage. Right. And, just as, you know, the blows keep flying, the latch gives, and Harry drops to his knees, keeping his hands on the, on the wall all the while, because he's apparently been trained to keep his hands on that wall, or he'll get even more punishment. And Snape starts to fall out the cage door, and he's kind of twisting his body around. And I'm thinking, you know, he's going to land on his little bat feet. But no, he changes and he lands on his booted feet. And now Vernon has one very tall, very angry, very armed wizard that is not going to put up with what he's just done. He blows him across the room and through the door so much mm-hmm. that he falls down the stairs. Yeah. Which is an amazing picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is kind of fun because you can, you know, the the door sort of splinters and stuff. And then I have this vision of Vernon on his back, you know, just going bunk, 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 bunk as he goes yeah. down the stairs. <laughs> And it lands in a heap at the bottom. And of course... I bet he could even touch down the first few. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Petunia screams and goes running out. And Snape... Just wipes her mouth off completely. It's just gone. It's just a smooth surface. And, and, and it's great visual because it says that you can kind of see her tongue wiggling around inside and poking at it. But it does, there's no lips or anything to come out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of interesting. And then, of course, we have Dudley, who, and I love this. He comes in (laughs) to see what's going on, and it says, Before he could scream or run, he got to see something few had ever seen, and those who had witnessed it, 
in the past had not wanted to see it again. Snape grinned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I can see that. You know? I can see that as being very, very scary. And you wouldn't <laughs> want to be on the receiving end of that because it means nothing good for you. Danger. Danger, yeah. Will Robinson. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> and we have the famous bouncing guinea pig. He did yes. turn him into a ferret. He turned him into a guinea pig, but still. And he threw him in the hamster cage. Yep. Which the bat had been placed in when he was hiding the last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Snape then turns on Harry, and Harry's very small and utterly shocked. And and he, you know, asks Snape, you know, were you Spartacus the entire time? And Snape answers truthfully that he was, and Harry's just completely betrayed. Yeah. And this is another instance where Harry reminds uh Snape of his mother because mm-hmm. the whole, you know, the look of profound loss of wounded portrayal and intense sorrow in the green eyes. Just, you know, that that was the same look that Lily had apparently on that day by the lake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Harry just closes off completely. Yeah. And that's the end of the chapter. It is. And we move on to chapter... 12 aka 13 aka 13 (laughs) and you know harry is he feels like he did in fourth year when he found out that moody wasn't moody and this was worse because moody was just a teacher that he kind of liked and this is his pet that he's been confiding in over the past month or however long it's been who turns out to be somebody that hate he hates and who hates him Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. He'd become a close second to Hedwig in how much he cared for Spartacus, and then it turns out to be Snape, who's yeah, he has not had a good relationship with at all. Mm-hmm. Right. The, yeah. The contrast is just too much to imagine. Well, and also there's also the fact that, like you know. This is someone that Harry has told his innermost feelings to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Even talking about Snape in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, everything that's bothered Harry, all of uh, his nightmares, you know, he hasn't really talked about his family, but I, Snape's witnessed it. Mm-hmm. You know, Snape now, the, the man who hated him, now knows all of his secrets. Right. And that might be, you know, it it might be that Snape's opinion of Harry has changed because of that, but it doesn't change the fact that at the beginning of the story, Snape hated his guts. Mm-hmm. And Harry doesn't know the disappearance opinions changed. As far as right. Harry knows, Snape still hates his guts. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's just seeing this terrible moment in Harry's life that he would never tell anyone about. Mm-hmm. And here his least favorite teacher has been witness to the whole thing. Yeah. Right. And I love this. It says, he wondered if Ron had felt this way when he'd learned that Scabbers was really Peter Pettigrew. Mm-hmm. That total mm-hmm. sense of betrayal. 
I wouldn't be surprised if he did. No. And, you know, he's going into shock. He's badly beaten. And then he's had this shock on top of it. And he starts to get sick. And he, he you know, says, I'm going to be sick. And Snape very quickly conjures him something to puke into. Oh, Trish is not here for this. It's so sad. <laughs> I've got vomit and no Trisha. I'm very, very Vomit sad. and broken ribs, which is very dangerous. Yeah. Ouch. Mm-hmm. And he, he has this vague, you know, feeling of being ashamed for a minute because Snape's watching him throw up. And then he's like, wait, Snape's already seen so much. It's not, right. you know, it's not even worth it. Right. Yeah. And Snape I mean, summons so... some calming drafts mm-hmm. that are right. from Harry's little stash that he has below his floorboard. And Harry's going to refuse to take it. And Snape says, I'm taking some myself. I've performed magic. The ministry will be here any minute, and we have to keep our heads. Right. So We've got to get out of here. And, of course, Harry thinks now that he's, now he's being pitied. Which, you know, I I understand. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it's hard to keep a secret like that. And, and, you know, that's a big thing. It's like you fear being pitied most of all. Right. Because, you know, if people know the truth, then, you know, what are they going to think of you? Mm-hmm. And the most common thing is that they lower their expectations for you. Which is one of the reasons that people get away with it so much. Right. Because the person that it's happening to, first of all, thinks that they've brought it upon themselves somehow or that they deserve it. And second of all, they don't want people to know that this is happening to them because then they're going to be judged or pitied or looked down on or whatever. And so that's, you know, it's two two strikes against these the victims. Right. And and look, well, I mean, so back to my degree, because I like to use it once in a while, even though I don't use it in real life. We study about how, the like, in rape cases, for example, the victims are oftentimes basically, you know, trashed by the media because it's quote-unquote entertaining to do, which is horrifying because, I mean this horrible thing happened to them and we're basically going to smudge their name all over the, the papers because it's entertaining. Um, and, and so basically that's a big deal of why rapes aren't reported because they're terrified of having all their darkest, deepest secrets brought out in the open for everyone to judge. All the people that you slept with, all the relationships that you've had, are brought out in the open and judged by the entire world. Yeah, and that's, I mean, and it's just a different type of victim. It's just. Yeah. And it's, but it's the same thing. It's, it's, he, you know, it's the fear of all your actions being brought out in the open and judged. Mm-hmm. Mostly, you know, well, he's the great Harry Potter. Why didn't he defend himself? Right. Not thinking about, well, he was, what, one when they gave him to him? And how was he going to defend himself at that point? And he's been conditioned and trained now to accept it. 
And two, he's not allowed to use magic, so how is he supposed to protect himself? And even the Order talked to them and said, hey, we're going to be watching you. We're, we want to make sure that he's okay. And Vernon has had so much freedom in what he's done with Harry all along because no one's really paid attention to them. He doesn't even see it as something that he needs to worry about. It's his family and he can deal with it the way he wants to. And yeah, but, I mean, that's another thing is, you know, Vernon's evil is known, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you step outside of that, you don't know what's coming. I don't know that they knew exactly, but they knew enough to warn Vernon off. Mm-hmm. So somebody. Oh, I'm convinced that the, I'm, I'm convinced that the Weasleys knew. Or should have known had a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. But well, they knew for is, sure that Harry was being mistreated in some way. Which is but... horrifying as a mandatory reporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that part in this coming up in a, few, in a little bit. Poppy is a mandatory reporter. I just get the biggest little kick out of that because you don't think of mandatory reporting in the wizarding world. But mm-hmm. we should. Yeah. <laughs> Snape should be, you, oh, yeah. you know, but the, the, as a mandatory reporter, as somebody that has had to, you know, sit through, you know, all that, all those horrifying classes, it's horrifying to think that, you know, someone like the Weasleys who's, you know, who all through canon, you know, they're the nice Weasleys that we want to hug, knew, had a good idea about this and didn't say anything. Never said anything to Harry about how it was wrong. Never said anything to the Dursleys about, we know what you're doing. Stop. It was the all-powerful Albus thing. Well, Albus must know what's going on, and he's got it all under control, so we're not going to interfere with him. I mean, Molly went to Albus and said, hey, we want Harry to be with us for the summer because he's in a bad place. And Albus said, well, I'm sorry it can't happen that way because he has to be at his family's place for a while for the blood protection to work and I'm sure he didn't say it that way and so it's almost like they're like okay Dumbledore knows what's going on so we're not going to worry about it and not call him on it not go hey he is being abused something's bad I mean they had him locked in a room with bars on the door and a cat flap something's not right here not letting him go to the bathroom. You know, and doggone it, if I was Harry, I'd be peeing out the window in Petunia's flower beds. But he knows he's going to get, you know, worse. Yeah, than he, I know. He's going to get worse if he does but, stuff like that. But they don't have to know he's doing it. He could do it in, at night when no one's around. <laughs> you just see Petunia out there going. Flower beds, though. Yeah, that's true. And it's actually really good for the flowers, so that would probably have, have done more good than bad. But, you know, it might have given him the satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of fun, actually. If, you know, Potter, what are you doing? Oh, just fertilizing the flowers. Mm-hmm. That would be a great one-shot. Mm-hmm. First, he was 12, so I don't know. I think, yeah. I've never been a 12-year-old boy, Scott. <laughs> Tell us how it is. 
most 12 year old boys that I know enjoy peeing outside. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Sorry, Scott, I jumped in over that. You can answer it too if you'd like. Well, I never did, but I'm weird, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, as a 12 year old girl, I like peeing outside. Of course, I lived on a farm. And it was usually a long way to the bathroom, so it was just easier to pee outside, but, you know. Yeah, I was never into that. Yeah, well, after the incident with the stinging nettles, I kind of stopped. I would understand that, yeah. (laughs) That would be a good deterrent. Yeah, yeah. At any rate, um, Snape has sort of gathered Harry up a little bit there. Um, Harry's, you know, put on... Dudley's baggy jeans and 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 Snape has given him his cloak because mm-hmm. he's shivering. Um, and Harry thinks, okay, he's taking me to Grimmauld Place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sends off a Patronus, and Harry's a little startled to see that it's a silvery doe, but he doesn't think anything about it. And as they're leaving. He sees Petunia crying over Vernon, but not able to talk. And he has a moment of compassion, and he asks Snape to fix her. So after everything that they've done to him, he still has this compassion for them. He still has the ability to love. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. is what saves the Wizarding World. Right. Uh, He doesn't ask for anything for Vernon, but for Petunia. And Snape's like, why? And Harry's like, it just makes me feel bad to see her like this. Snape says, all right. So. So then they 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 leave. Mm -hmm. And uh, Snape says, come here. And Harry does. And Snape's kind of astonished. Yeah. Because most boys would not do that. Um, Just, you just tell them to come here and the adult that you don't like, it's probably not going to happen. But, uh, Why? Um, but he just does. And so he tells him, okay, take my arm as tightly as you can with both of your hands and stay close. And Snape apparates them to the edge of the Forbidden Forest. Mm-hmm. And I love, I kind of love this because Snape sees fear in Harry's uh, face and it's like he's checking for PTSD. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Harry's convinced that they're going to Grimmauld Place or to the borough, and he has no idea really where they're at until he sees the castle. And then he's like, uh-uh, no way. I'm not going in there. You can't make me. And he turns to run for it. And, you know, Snape throws up a potato, which Harry runs into and smashes himself, which, you know, he needed that extra pain. Mm-hmm. And they have this furious mm-hmm. discussion where Harry's like, I don't want anybody to know what's happened to me. I don't want Dumbledore to know. And I'm not going. And Snape's yeah. like, you're going and you're not going to yeah. argue with me. And, you know, and, a little bit of his Gryffindorishness is coming back. You know, he's no longer being cowed and just following along silently. He's arguing for himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
he doesn't think um, Dumbledore has to know about this because, you know, he's been at Privet Drive long enough. The ward should be working. He can just go to the borough and ignore it. And um, next year, it's only one he's more of age, year. so he'll only have to go back one more time. And um, <laughs> Snape is astonished. <laughs> You're not going back there. Why would you ever imagine you would go back there? And he doesn't think it's wrong! Huh? Well, that and he thinks that Dumbledore knew it was happening. No and, one ever taught mm. him that it's wrong. And he's always been told that he has to stay there for a certain amount of time so the wards work and he's safe uh, right. for a given value of safe, obviously. Well, yeah. <laughs> and um, he assumes that means Dumbledore knows what's going on. And Snape is just shocked that he really believes that. And well, he asks him, do you really believe that Dumbledore knew about all of this? This is part of where you tell that Terry's still 15, and we're mostly getting the, the Dumbledore that we've seen in the uh, first four books. And he, he says, well, you know, Dumbledore knows everything. Right. He, he knows right. all the stuff that goes on around here. Um, surely he wouldn't have left me there if there had been some other way, and he has to, you know, do what's best. And uh, <laughs> Snape just can't believe that he actually thinks Dumbledore would keep him in that kind of situation and say that was what's best. Right. Uh, and he has to tell him, you know, Albus Dumbledore would never allow any student of his to be hurt if he could do something to stop it, especially you. And he's not all-powerful and all-knowing. If he were, things would be very different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Contrary to popular belief, he is not what you think he is. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you and know, says, it's moot anyway. I've already told him we're coming, so we better go. Which is not actually true. He's told him that he is coming. He hasn't told him that Harry's there. Right. But right. Um, it works to get Harry moving anyway. That and the... Uh... Well, not quite, actually. He argues a little more. Uh, and then Snape says, okay, I'm going to stun you and carry you there if I have to. Mm -hmm. So, just yeah. get going. And he ends up getting Harry to move. And they go up and to this, the office. This sells it for me because, you know... Snape's position on Harry has changed, but he's not going to baby him. He's going to make Harry do what Harry needs to do in this situation. Mm -hmm. Harry, you know, is still thinking that Snape is going to tell the Slytherins all his secrets. And they're not, like, BFFs all of a sudden. No. They're not even, you know... They're not even Fs. Right. <laughs> They can't even, like, be in the same room without arguing. They they don't like each other in any way, but Snape just sees Harry in a different light. Right. Mm -hmm. It's no longer, you know, the famous Harry Potter who, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Everyone bows he down before his feet. He knows he's not an arrogant twit. Right, he's, exactly. He's seen what he's, his life is actually like and how he reacts in situations that aren't Snape's classroom. Yeah. Right. And he's seeing more of Lily than James at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. Which he's never really allowed himself to see because it hurts too much. So he's just not going to see it. 
right. it's much easier for him to compare him to James. It's right. much easier for Snape to compare him to Which James. Is understandable. Oh yeah. So they enter Dumbledore's office and Dumbledore's a, a little stunned to see Harry there. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little bit. Severus has to, you know, be like, I performed magic at Privet Drive and like let him know all that stuff. Yeah, this timeline is a little off for me because Dumbledore says, how long ago? And and Snape says, perhaps an hour, maybe two. And it seems to me that they got out of that house pretty quick and apparating is pretty much instantaneous. I would have said it was closer to a half an hour at the very most. 15 minutes to half an hour. Yeah. I mean, I know they had to walk from the forest, but I don't see them as walking an hour well, no. there was all the time with uh, um, Harry, you know, being sick and getting getting him sort of cleaned up a little bit as well. Yeah, but that took five minutes. Yeah. So, I don't know. That just, it's, that's the only part that really threw me was the, the maybe timeline. closer to two. And I'm like, no, I don't think they could have been gone that long. Half an hour to an hour. Yeah. I guess it depends on how long Harry was standing there staring at him after all that happened. I don't know. That's true, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, they, when he first goes in, Dumbledore's just relieved to see Severus because he's been missing for a month. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he says, I was so worried. And then he notices that Harry's there as well. And as you said, Snape passes on that this magic has occurred and the Ministry will have been notified by now and probably blame Harry because he's the known wizard in residence. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and he's the chosen one. Right. Mm. So Dumbledore says, all right, I have better deal with this and heads over to the Ministry through the flu. And uh, Snape and Harry are left to sit there in the office not looking at each other. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Avoiding eye contact and everything else. It's like else. The, the bench outside the principal's office sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but Armando Dippet, he, the portrait of Dippet uh, engages Harry in a little bit of conversation. Ah, Mr. Potter, back again. But what happened to your face, my boy? And Potter's like, nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> Don't look at me. I ran into a door. Uh, uh, it, it was an invisible door. It was glass. I didn't see it. Yeah, that's it. So, but, and he's like, well, I hope you're not as angry as you were the last time. Destroying all Albus's stuff. Not that he didn't put it back in a wink, but, you know, it's not, you're too old for such nonsense. <laughs> of course, Dippet's an idiot because he doesn't realize that the only you know, person that Harry's ever considered family and just died. Mm-hmm. And it was because Dumbledore didn't tell him, like, one piece of information that would have helped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, well, Dumbledore was very distressed that you were distressed. And Harry's just like, I don't want to deal with this right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. But- and uh, at one point he says, you know, uh, you should know Dumbledore is very fond of you and, um, uh, and Harry just shrugs, which is the uh, quintessential teenage shrug. <laughs> and mm. Snape is just irritated. 
stop him shrugging before he leaves school. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not exactly sure how he plans to do that, but there <laughs> you go. Well, we've seen that Harry can be trained. He did not mm, take his hands off that wall, so mm. Snape just needs to I don't train think him. that Tate's planning on, on training him that way. Mm, yeah. I would hope not. Probably not. That's not. Let's that would be bad. say we did. So, Dumbledore does come back, fortunately, interrupts the awkward conversation, mm-hmm. and he's spoken to Scrimger, and Vernon has told them that the family was attacked by a grown wizard who then left, um, and they figure it's probably not. The, uh, the ministry thinks it's a Death Eater attack, and... Uh, Albus knows it wasn't because if there had been a Death Eater attack he would have found out much sooner right but he just sort of let them think that and then said um, you know Snape had come to retrieve Mr. Potter and you were both safe at Hogwarts and not uh, let him know that those two things happened at the same time (laughs) right I'm surprised that Petunia didn't know it was Snape I can't well, imagine that he's changed that much from a child, but maybe. Well, the thing is been, also... You know, a number of years. Mm-hmm. But, but the thing is also... I mean, years since they saw each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people really... I mean, there's sometimes people don't change, and there's times people change a lot. Yeah, that's true. Tr- Trisha, you missed the vomiting. I know. Aww. We were very sad, Trisha. That's okay. I'm. I'm just that. The. Um. I'm not even. I didn't get to finish it like I like I wanted to. And so I'm coming in like. But I really like the story though. Well, we're so. glad you liked it, and you have good. vomit yeah. to look forward to because it does happen oh. in there. Oh, good. Who's vomiting? Is it Snape vomiting or is it? It's Harry. It's Harry. Oh, okay. Oh, I want Snape to vomit. Tell me the truth. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm at the point where. Perkins just Perkins finds Snape. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at in the story, and I'm just hope I'm like I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Bats piss a lot. Oh, Pierce, 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 Pierce. Yes, Pierce, Pierce. Like Perkins yeah, is like, <laughs> Tell me, does he pee on him at least? No, I'm not saying that. He does bite him. <laughs> I'm not well, sure. Well, I was, I'm he thinks about biting, biting him, but anyway. Yeah. I know he's a bit hairy, but I, I like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, maybe he'll pee on him. That'll be even more indignant. Yeah. Uh, Snape's a little too controlled for that, I guess. Well, I think the, I think the, the, the author should go back in and make him, make him pee on him. That'll be even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. That's all right. We were talking about pee earlier. I said that. When Harry got locked in his room, he he should have peed out the window in Petunia's flowers. Oh yeah, yeah, just, that's a good. You know, just for revenge, but that was just. Man, that'd be good. Oh, that'll be good too. Well, we've just arrived at Dumbledore's office, and Dumbledore has gone off to uh, let the Ministry know that Harry is safe because there was magic performed at Privet Drive, and. Vernon told him that a Death Eater, some man in black, took him. So they assume it was a Death Eater. You know what? And really, it's it's Johnny Cash. <laughs> oh, mm. you're not <laughs> supposed to spoil it. <laughs> There's another fic yeah. written from the summary. A mysterious man in black comes and 
picks Harry up one day and turns out to be Johnny Cash. <laughs> he comes to school as an accomplished uh, young singer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it really, it's not about a boy named Sue. Well, my daddy left home when I was three and he didn't leave much for Ma and me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of food. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. It's about, wasn't it Sue Brown? No, no. There was a <laughs> there was a Sue in the in the thick, wasn't? Oh no, there he, was he, Susan he talks Bones about at one point. Oh, Susan Bones, yeah, it's, it's okay, yeah, yeah. He talks about it's really not the man named Sue; it's a girl. It's about Susan Bones, so yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there you go. She looked kind of manly, apparently. Apparently, yeah. poor Susan. <laughs> Susan gets no love from the Hufflepuff house. No, she doesn't. It's very sad. <laughs> Or are you talking about all the Mary Sues that um, everybody writes about? Ah, uh, there you go. That would be Stu, but I think he has a lisp. <laughs> he missed the T. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Oh, dear. At any rate, um, Dumbledore has come back and told them a bit about what's going on, and he pauses, and neither of them say anything. And so he asks Snape to bring him up to speed on what's gone on and um, Snape doesn't really know what to say but he decides to start from the beginning uh, he was keeping an eye on Harry and he was uh, injured mm-hmm. significant glance um, <laughs> and fortunately Dumbledore figures out what this means Right. and he was transformed at the time and found himself in Potter's bedroom in his owl cage because he'd been found in the backyard. And, uh, Dumbledore finds this rather amusing, as most would, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. manages Featuring, to suppress it. Yes, animal Snape in the care of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I can see the twinkle in his eyes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He reports that Potter did an. Admiral yeah. And you know what? For for Snape, for Snape to say anything like that, you know what? That that's an outstanding O. That's a high praise. Yeah, it is pretty high praise. Oh, there's my hearing aid. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be good to be able to hear. Always good to know. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I stepped on it. I'm making my bed as we as we talk. Oh, okay. With the phone. I'm impressed. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, stop my ear. <laughs> so, so uh, Snape sort of takes the cloak off of Harry so Dumbledore can see what happened because he's not quite sure how to tell Dumbledore what happened. And Dumbledore says, what happened to you, Harry? And he's like, I got into a fight with my cousin, sir. And Snape's just like... Tell him the rest. And yeah, because this is Dumbledore seeing the marks on his face, and mm-hmm. he asks him what happened. And, um, yeah, because Snape has admitted he was staying transformed to uh, keep his cover, basically, because um, he's unregistered. But mm-hmm. then he was forced to, um, so he could perform the duty which he'd been... Good night, uh, Ulrich. 
AKA Sorry. protecting Harry. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so he, he was forced to, he decided he was forced to transform to uh, protect Harry and Dumbledore realizes something went on and yeah. Harry's not admitting what's happened. And nope. so Snape just tells him not. there's more than that and gets him to turn around. Yeah. When he pulls the cloak off of him though, the, it's adhered to his skin. And so it, yeah, it just reopens oh. all the wounds and he starts oh. to bleed again. And, oh, I know. It just, it's so painful just to think about. I hate when oh. that happens. I mean, I, yeah, I've had that with like bandages or like you've, I mean, running and, and I, I, I rub a bluster rod that it bleeds and your sock adheres. Oh, oh. yeah, the sock. Oh, yeah. that hurts. Yeah. And even yeah. soaking it off of there doesn't feel good because the water in yeah. the blister makes it even worse. Oh, and plus, I mean, if you're sweating, plus, I mean, most likely when you have something that, especially like an injury like that, I'm sorry, you start to sweat. And the thing is, and then after it, after it congeals and it heals onto the fabric and stuff like that even if like you soak it it's the salt from your body i mean like you said pouring salt into a wound that's what hurts mm -hmm. yeah because i i've had like even chafing and stuff like that and you don't realize it until you get into the shower that you are chafing you're like oh because all the salt from your body goes down there you're mm -hmm. like holy shit <laughs> okay there you go there, there, there's the tidbit for today. That's good. We, I, I just finished editing the last Vox cor, corpus, corporus, corporus, and the um, the title is going to be "Cat is a Cannibal." Oh God, <laughs> Trisha. Well, it's just... not a vampire. What is it? Oh man, now I can't remember it. And death roll writes in the snow because death roll pees in the snow in this one, or talks about peeing in the snow. So, Am I a leech or like a vela or like a harpy or something? I can't remember. Yeah. Here, I've got it. It's right here. Because I couldn't spell cannibal to save my life last night. I had to send it to to uh, somebody and say, "How do you spell this word? Why am I a cannibal?" Um, probably some kind of me. Cat's a cannibal, Trisha's a zombie, and Death Row signs his name in the snow. <laughs> okay, that's I just want to know why, why am I a cannibal? I can't remember. Don't you, don't you hate when you when we do things that are like a year year ago? We're like, what did we do a year ago? <laughs> well, this was like, more. This was back when I was in college. Yeah, no, that's true. this was only a year ago. No, this was back when I was in the old apartments. Maybe. Yeah, because you still had the hoe bed. Yes, I, well, I, I'm sitting on the hoe bed, but the oh. hoe bed's no longer a bed. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to even ask about all this stuff. It's no, no, probably a good idea that you don't. We're way off course. Yeah, so we have poor it, Harry, who's just had his clothes ripped off of him, and now he's bleeding again. And Dumbledore, who's like, um, Harry, how did this happen to you? And Harry's like, I fell. You know, it's just, it's a totally what you say when you're a victim. <laughs> I ran oh, yeah. into a wall. I hit the door. I fell down the stairs. He's got this down. He knows all the words he's supposed to say. And it just mm -hmm. makes it all that much more sad. 
story that is like I felt I I was playing. I was playing baseball or. Mm -hmm. But of course, Snape won't let him get away with it. Right. Yeah, Snape knows the truth. Mm-hmm. And Harry knows the and Harry knows the truth. And Dumbledore knows the truth too. Dumbledore's like Harry, you know. I Those are belt marks. I can see <laughs> that that's not what happened. And you know, this is crushing Dumbledore, mm-hmm. right? Too. Well, I'm sorry. And Harry just needs an outlet and blows up at Snape because. Mm-hmm. If it weren't if it weren't for him sneaking around and spying on me and pretending to be a bat, this wouldn't have happened because I was protecting him from Dudley. Mm-hmm. Which what are we drinking, in the specific case is true, but obviously it's happened. <laughs> apparently, before, you're, so. you, apparently you heard. Apparently you heard. Honestly, I'm just only drinking Arizona green tea, so nothing, nothing too exciting. Go ahead, Scott. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know how much I missed. Uh, <laughs> I just started again. Apparently. Well, he he uh, blows up at Snape because this is all his fault. If he hadn't been, you know, sneaking around and spying on me and pretending to be a bat, then this wouldn't have happened because I was protecting him from Dudley. Mm-hmm. But which is true in this particular case, but apparently this has happened before. So. Right. And Snape know. says that. Right. You know, well, that might be true for this one. What about the one that happened last night? Yeah, what about yesterday? And and all, all of us is horrified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Snape thinks, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. Oops. And Harry says, well, that's different. I deserved that. And Dumbledore's like, what do you mean you deserved it? Well, I cheeked him. Well, I'm sorry. Cheeking your uncle does not a thrashing deserve. Mm-hmm. Yes, that does not mean if your you, uncle gets to beat you. Right. Mm, yeah. If you get my, 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 up in arms about Snape taking off 10 points for Cheek, then mm-hmm. how does this does not equate? Yeah, I know. <laughs> if 10 points is too much, then, you know, a thrashing is obviously way off the scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Way, way but off. I think it's, it's to defend Harry. Um, I think it's different because... With a thrashing, it's just him that's affected. With points, the entire house is affected. Hang on just a minute. Trisha, what did you Mm -hmm. do differently? I'll be stopped walking around soon. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to throw something away. My bed is made. I'm good now. Okay, I'm done. Can you come and make mine? Because it really needs to be made, too. No. I needed to change my sheet, so I forced myself. I stripped my stripped the bed this morning, and I'm like, "Fine, you know what? I'll, if I strip the bed, I'll make the bed." And I'm like, "Yeah, right. I'll sleep with all day sheets on." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So. Okay, so we're back. But I made my. Yeah, we're back. So Dumbledore's like, Harry, if you believe that, I would never have made such a decision. I would have raised you myself if I'd have known that this was what was going on. And that almost makes it worse for Harry. Yeah. When Harry believes that it's part of Dumbledore's grand scheme to make him tough so he can go up against Voldemort, then he can handle it. And when he finds out that if Dumbledore had known what was going on, he wouldn't have made him go back. 
then it just it takes that much more away from Harry. Well, Dumbledore's a dumbass. Mm-hmm. See, seriously, I mean, I like, think... why? Why do you think Harry asks to stay behind in his second year? Mm-hmm. It's the same reason Tom did. It's the same mistake he made twice. Yeah, and but the thing is, I think with Dumbledore, I mean, he is. I think he's such an intellectual that he is actually socially awkward, and he can't I mean... notice these things. I mean, you would think you were children, but I think, but the thing is, he's a ministrator. He really does not deal with children. He'll deal with the teachers. He deals with the parents, but he never deals with children. And I think with that, or he has been so out of touch with the children, he doesn't recognize any of the true signs. But the thing is, the teachers, in so many aspects, probably should have seen it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the teachers totally could have seen it. Okay. The way Harry acts. But, All right, but in can in canon, true canon. Yeah, I'm talking about in canon. The thing is, I I think he was just miserable because they, but I don't think really they ever hit. I don't think the Dursleys ever hit him. Well, they uh, called Petunia him a freak. Is a frying pan. No, Petunia and yeah, a frying true. pan at his head in the first book. Indication. I think that the Petunia hits. <laughs> And Vernon does, you know, it's a verbal abuser, but I think he got hit as a kid. He knew to yeah. duck. Yeah, he did know to duck. Well, the thing is, I mean, my, my, I mean, my, my mom has offered to hit me. I mean, swung at me, has swung at me. I mean, granted, yes, is a wooden spoon, but <laughs> I, I mean, but the thing is, I think that's the only time that they ever said that they hit. I think if Rowling probably would have rewrote that, I think she probably would have edited that out. I, I, I think he was hit. I don't think he was necessarily as badly ab- as abused as people write in fic. I think he yeah. got hit. Well, I mean, I got hit. Yeah, I mean, I got hit too. I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've had hit, I've hit my son. I smacked him on the head. I guess I'll be a dumbass. But <laughs> I got hit with the belt. Yeah, I've when gotten I was hit. a kid, that's what you did. Yeah, I yeah. got hit with the wood. My mom did the, my mom's weapon of choice was the wooden spoon. Mm-hmm. But to tell you the truth, after a while, she knew the wooden spoon wouldn't affect me. So they, my parents just told me they're like, they would yell at me. My parents were both teachers, so they had that perfect voice <laughs> to tell me that how disappointed they are. And I remember, like, I mean, it was just after I was in school and I was, and I, I had my first job. And I remember go, looking at my mom, I go, there was times I'd rather have you hit me than you tell me, than when you lectured me. Mm-hmm. I go, that was the worst. <laughs> I go, I would rather had you hit me with a wooden spoon because, I mean, you know what? I'd be done and over with it. <laughs> it's just, and I mean, sit there. I, I just, I view Canon that way. I view Canon as he nece- not necessarily was beaten within an inch of his life every Sunday, but I, I think he was, de- he was certainly abused verbally. Oh, I think he, he was, was certainly for- neglected. I, yeah. I think he got hit. Oh, yeah. I don't think he got beat. But I don't think I he got beat. Think I think he got hit. He got hit. But I also, well, I don't know, timelines, you know. Like I said, it, it's some some of it could just be the way things were, too. I mean, Spain, I think because I, I grew up 
I was born in 1989, so a little later than this. But I grew up, you know, we got spanked, but we didn't get hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I got, I mean, yeah, I got spanked. I never got hit. I mean, I never, I mean, I tell you the truth, I don't think I've ever really spanked all. Like I had hit in the head and go, would you really think about what the hell you're doing? Kind of That's thing bad. to make a pay. <laughs> I smacked him across the head and going, what the hell are you thinking? Also known as a good slap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good slap in the head. <laughs> never like across the face. It's more like you dumb, dumb. <laughs> Kind of thing, but I'm um, not saying that I'm probably the best part in the world either, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just never, yeah, I never thought he, I think once he got into Hogwarts and they knew that he had a power, I think they just tried to, when he came home from, they tried to avoid him. Yeah, I, I, I think after Hogwarts, I'm, I'm talking more about his childhood. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of these yeah. get based on. I yeah. think, um. We know he was never beaten because Vernon says in the first book that um, they could have beat the magic out of him, which mm-hmm. indicates that they never actually did give him beating. But I definitely think he, you know, had frying pans swing at his head and got hit. and Yeah, and I think Dudley, yeah, beat the crap out of him, too. Oh, yeah. But that that's a different that, – that there is a different aspect. Well, like, my brother used to beat the crap out of me, too, but – he would wrestle me and, and stuff, but he was also a wrestler. But I, I digress. But I just never thought I never saw that. But I always thought once he hit Hogwarts and came back from oh, Hogwarts, he he had. They were like, you know what? We're not messing with him because you know what? Now he's getting trained, and I think especially Petunia seeing some of the stuff that Lily could do, and I think she probably warned them. Or you know what? He's going to be trying. And you know what? He is going to have some kind of higher. He does. He has a higher power than what we do. And I think they just avoided him. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm talking more about his childhood. Yeah. At any rate, um, Dumbledore is still, you know, trying to convince Harry that this is not an okay thing. Of course, it's a big deal. Because that's one of the things he says is it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, you know. Uncle Vernon compared to Voldemort, um, I can take the Cruciatus curse. I can take a, a belt. And um, Dumbledore says, this isn't something you should have to do. And I never would have left you there if I'd known that that kind of treatment was going on. And Harry just can't deal with this because he thinks, of course, Dumbledore has to have known what was going on because that gave him... Snape realizes that this gives him a something to focus on. Mm-hmm. You know, Dumbledore needs me to be to be here. I can get through this because it's for a purpose, and so mm-hmm. on. And now no, it's, it's he, took, no he took the rock out of him. Mm-hmm. all, there's no point to it, right? And he's realizing. I'm like, he goes. I suffered through all this. I thought there was a point. I mean, it's even like it, it's even like in the seventh book. I mean, he was like, what the hell was the point? And like, you really didn't tell me how to destroy the Horcruxes or find the Horcruxes and stuff like that. And he's like, really, you didn't. I'm like, and then and going, I, did I really know this man that I idolized and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like his purpose is gone. 
It's like you tell you give me this task and you don't tell me how to do it. It's I mean, it's like anything. Have you ever had a task that you had to do? And I don't care how big or small, they told you to, to do it and you look at it and you're like, I have no idea how to do it because they didn't give you any kind of directions. Right. It's like putting something together and you oh, have no look. clue. That's my job. Oh, that's every, my job. Too, every sometimes. single day. <laughs> that's my job. That's mm-hmm. frustrating. Oh, this is this is broken. Mm-hmm. Uh Figure out what's broken and what it works. Sometimes you don't even know what program it is. And I find it fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm a nut. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that about you. Harry just kind of, you know, Dumbledore saying, at the very least, Harry, I could have placed a spell on your uncle so that he would not be able to be violent towards you. And, you know, Snape's trying to warn Albus off. And so, and Harry's like, so it's my own fault. Nobody told me what I'm supposed to be doing. Everybody expects that I know what's going on. I think you want me there. So because I thought that it's my fault, I've been abused all along. And yeah, no one's ever told Harry anything, and that's his fault. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's the argument of no one's ever told Harry anything. It's his fault because he's never asked. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, he's, he, he was told. He's always been told since he's been little not to ask. Don't ask questions. Exactly. Don't do it. No, so. don't ask questions, period. Don't ask, don't questions, ask questions. Don't, don't tell s- people about what's going on. And don't say a word. Yep. You, you're supposed to be seen and not heard. Yeah. And, and sometimes you're not, not even you. supposed to be seen. Yep. Yeah. I'll be in my bedroom making no noise and pretending that I don't exist. That's it. He is the invisible child. So... Harry starts to leave. He just, he's had it, and he starts to walk out the door. And Snape really wants to stop him, but he doesn't. He, he lets Albus, you know, it's Albus's thing now. And Harry gets to the door, and then he turns around, and he basically just runs back and just sobs all over Albus. And Snape watches for a minute and then realizes that he shouldn't be there, and he quietly leaves. And Harry cries for a really long time because he has not cried in years. He's taught himself not to cry because crying just gets him in more trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you're going to cry. I'll give you something to cry about. Well, he has something to cry about now. Yeah. And he's and it, it, he deserves it. And sometimes, you know what? It's such a release of of energy and stuff like that. It's He's letting himself feel everything. He's probably... Feeling every single hit, every single blow, and he's feeling every single freak and abnormal and and stuff like that. That I mean, it's, it's not even that. It's it's you know he was never taught about his parents, so he's mm-hmm. mourning their loss, and he was never more, you know it was never explained to him that you know Cedric's death was not his fault, and it was never you know Sirius is serious. dead, and, and mm-hmm. you know. There's this like huge number of things that Harry needs to cry about and he never has. Right. Yeah, I mean the thing is it's probably the only time that he was able to cry, he even said it was when Molly held him because you know what? It was probably so foreign to him and so caring. I mean, it was a little bit of a release for him. When Mel when Molly held him while he But was... he didn't cry. No. He didn't cry? I thought he cried a little bit. No, he almost he, he cried. He was going to cry, and then somebody interrupted him, and he didn't do it. Ron interrupted. Damn you, Ron! Mm-hmm. Damn, Ron. Um. 
Yeah, he just cries and cries and cries. He cries for serious, which again, he feels it's his fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was lured there, and yeah, he thought Sirius was going to be there, but Sirius was only there because he was there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it could Here's be. Here's still a dumbass. And Dumbledore says, how long since you've cried? And he said, a few years before I came to school. And Dumbledore's like, I take it you haven't cried for anybody. You haven't cried for Sirius. You haven't cried for Cedric. No, I haven't. And this just, it's tearing out Albus's heart. Yeah. It should. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it should. <laughs> yeah. And now Dumbledore needs to know what happened. And he says, you don't have to tell me about the abuse so much, but I need to know what happened with Snape. And so the story just kind of tumbles out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says, well, we'll have to talk about your relatives at some point, but it doesn't have to be right now. Mm-hmm. So he tells him all about, yeah, everything that's happened. And, and Dumbledore then- says, thank you for being honest with me. I know it was hard for you. And right now, I think you need to sleep. We need to take you to the hospital wing and just no, see to the hospital wing. And then you need to sleep. <laughs> and, uh, but first, we need to have Snape take care of your injuries because Poppy's a mandatory reporter and we can't let her see this because then it's going to go through the ministry and we don't want that. More so, Harry, you know, keeping secrets, more mm-hmm. Harry. Mm-hmm. You know, shh, don't tell anyone. Yeah. This is not healthy. Yeah. And Dumbledore says, there's something I want to ask you. I want you to give Snape a second chance. And, and then, you know, don't, don't, let me finish. Because, <laughs> you know, Harry's just like, ah! Yeah, there's a lot that I can't tell you, but if you knew what I knew about him, your view on him would be different. Just please give him a chance. And Harry's yeah, like, all right. Snape has asked him to keep some of these things secret, so mm-hmm. he can't tell Harry. And he Ow. says, I, you probably won't believe this, but from what I've seen tonight and from things I know already, I'm pretty sure Snape thinks differently about you all okay. now. Than he did, and it, not because of the Dursleys, but because of how you cared for Spartacus. Mm-hmm. Harry wants to know why is this? Why does this matter? Why is this important that we get along? And Dumbledore just says, you know, I believe there's something good inside of Snape that really needs help to surface and the two of you can be good for each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is one of the things that Dumbledore really likes to do in many fics, including this one is it's almost a kind of matchmaking. It's not matchmaking the way that we think of it, but Mm -hmm. he likes to, you know, bring people together and work them around. So they're, Doing better than they were before and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, and yeah. there must be, and there must be singing on this podcast. So matchmaker, 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 match. match. <laughs> Find me a fun, catch me a catch. Your <laughs> <laughs> matchmaker, look in your book and make 
see the perfect match. Oh dear, it's a blue. I have to say, I don't think Harriet's safe are the perfect match by any stretch, but uh, (laughs) they can apparently help each other out. (laughs) But the thing is, they complement each other. They're 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 like yin and yang. I mean, really, I mean, if if you see the best, like in a way, cop in a way, couples, you know what? They're not exactly the same. People who complement each other's positives and weaknesses. I mean, that that's what it is. I mean, they have some. They have a lot of similarities together. Well, and if I'm, you think about it, also, you know, Snape is the most Gryffindor Slytherin you will ever meet, and Harry is the most Slytherin Gryffindor you will ever meet. <laughs> yeah. And, Many aspects, and I, you know what? One thing I kind of, sorry, if I know you guys probably already went through this, but the thing is, as has Snape said, like looking at, especially at the ho- at the houses and stuff like that, and what kind of children, like the children who have been abused, most of them, I, in so many ways, he said, would go into Slytherin or go in, go into Ravenclaw because they might see power through books. Mm-hmm. To get out, to get out of stuff, and that's why they would go into like more into Ravenclaw and Slytherins because they're hungry, because they want to escape from it, and they're and they're loners, and they they have something they they will have more something to prove. That's why they're probably more in Slytherin. And I'm like, I'm when I was reading that, I was like, you know what? Yeah, and he goes, and Harry being into a Gryffindor, that just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. <laughs> with all the abuse that he he was going through in so many ways. Well, and he was supposed to go and Slytherin. The funny thing that Snape doesn't know is the cat argued hard yeah. with Harry and Slytherin. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah, he does. He doesn't know that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It's true. And then we switch to Snape's perspective, and he's staring into the fire with an untouched glass of fire whiskey, and he's thinking about kind of what happened he's gone back to his own rooms he hasn't been there in a month and he takes a hot hot shower which i imagine uh he really needed and he's also desperate to purge the dursley's home off of himself you know oh yeah he just stood in there and scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed because oh i bet you he probably took the the clothes and cloak and stuff like that and just threw them in the fire Mm -hmm. so who's got the train that was me. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> That's, That's me. Fun. I didn't hear that at all. Oh, yeah. Big train horn in the background. It yeah, reminded me. me of when we had, was it Ryu that used to have the trains? Yes. That went Ryu. through Ryu. We were doing uh, the, <laughs> uh, whichever one it was with Ron and Valeria. and. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. We, here it goes again. It's getting <laughs> further away, though. It's fun. I like trains, so it's cool. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I live on... Don't, don't tell my pla- where, where you live. Yeah, I know. I'm trying not to. I live on a cliff, okay? And literally, I live on a cliff. And if I ever... If I ever said I have flooding, you know the world's going to end. <laughs> because the train is... <laughs> the, 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 train, the train's below me. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, I live right near... Um, well, everybody knows I live in Pittsburgh, and there's a lot of rivers here. Three major ones going, the Allegheny, and the Mungahela, and then the Ohio River. Okay. Where the train is, it is over 400 feet below me. 
Wow. So you're hearing the train come up. You're hearing the sound come up into into my apartment. <laughs> well, and that's the first time I've ever heard it in all these years of us podcasting together. You, well, because I'm in my room, mm. and I usually I'm usually out in the living room. That makes but sense. since my computer is completely shit shit a brick, I have to podcast in my in my on my phone now. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm just glad it's working. Mm-hmm. But we should be okay with, yeah. And maybe a little bit later, you might hear some tugboats. Oh, cool! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of thinking about what's going on, and and he's kind of wondering why he, you know, he took a shower and instead of getting in, and this is a bad visual, but getting into his jammies. <laughs> I, I think they're I think they're silk. They're I'm silk sure jammies. They're, they're black silk jammies. Yes, they are. Because I'm not going to go with black silk boxers. I'm just not I going really, there. I really didn't need to know about his jammies. <laughs> <laughs> but he, so he's gotten dressed again, and he's. Just... I think they have like green smiley faces, like Mr. Yuck, all over them. <laughs> Oh God! (laughs) Somebody shoot me! I want fan art. art. (laughs) Did you know Mr. Yuck was made here in Pittsburgh? I didn't. You get all the fun stuff. I do not even know what Mr. Yuck is. You don't know what Mr. Yuck is? Nope. Mr. Yuck is a sticker that you put on like your, I mean, just bad stuff. And because I remember when I was little. Mr. Yuck means you don't eat it or drink it. So you put the sticker and you teach like little preschools right. that. And so when they see it, they know not to like, I mean, I don't know. Back in my day, people were eating, I guess kids were eating different stuff. Well, it's like, because like, the skull and crossbones, which is what they put on things to indicate poison. Mm-hmm. Because of pirates and stuff, that right. was attractive to kids. So if they saw it, then they didn't realize that it was something bad. So they designed Mr. Yuck, and Mr. Yuck is a lime green, lime fluorescent yeah. green sticker making a face. Right. And so you would stick that on cleansers or poison yeah. or whatever yeah, to because- stop the kids from drinking it. Yeah, okay. drinking area like him. my like my stupid brother got it on in under the sink, got the common out, the mm-hmm. comet, mm-hmm. and you know, and it was and started shaking it, and it was all over. My mom was so freaked out because it was in his mouth and stuff like that. So when he was so yeah, it's Mr. Yuck was designed for my for, for my brother. brother, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Well, apparently, my mom said he did it again to her. Um, she changed. She changes. She changed his diaper. She didn't realize she left the talcum powder in there. Mm-hmm. And she went to wash her hands and come back and get him. She didn't realize the talcum powder. She goes. She came into the room. She goes. It was a white cloud. She couldn't find him. <laughs> she just likes powdery substances. It's all right. I guess. I guess. Yeah. She goes twice. She had a. Think she called. Po- she called the doctor, and she's like, "Should I call poison control?" Yeah. So, all right, we're gonna drag our minds off of Snape in his pajamas. And oh, come on! It's so it's it's lovely. You've got you know, fresh rubs no, on not. you, guys. 
And I want he's him just to be... thinking things over. Because mm-hmm. um, it, it had been so easy for him to hate Harry because of his connection to James and his glasses. And just he looks much more like James at first glance than he does like Lily. Mm-hmm. Um, there we go. And... He got the glasses, the hair, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only time he's ever seen Harry when he hasn't been glaring at him was the first day of class, and he ruined that pretty much right yeah, away. Yeah, he, he done uh, messed that up good. Well, mm-hmm. and he did it because he couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle Lily's eyes looking at him. Right. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't know what to do, so he lashed out, which, I mean, it, that's a reaction that Snape has. If he's uncomfortable, if he is angry or whatever, he's going to lash out because that's his safety zone. Oh yeah. I mean, but that's, I mean, it's a protection for himself. That is something, if something makes him uncomfortable, well, you know what? How dare you make me uncomfortable? I'm going to make you uncomfortable now. Mm-hmm. That's what it's it not, is. I, I think it's just his it's a defense zone. mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. So Dumbledore calls him back and he picks up the potions kit that he had sitting there waiting. He he knew that Dumbledore was going to need him at some point. Yeah. And Dumbledore says, Harry and I have talked and we want you to heal him as much as possible so that we can keep this from Poppy as much as possible and thus the ministry because they don't need to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And not not so much from her as from the ministry because mm-hmm. um, it's fairly likely that Poppy will work it out. Yeah. But as long as it isn't something she obviously needs to report, then she might not. And so he does a diagnostic spell and he says, Potter's got two cracked ribs and I think we should leave those for her because she's much better. But I'll take care of, you know, his face and his the rest of him. The topical and, stuff. Mm-hmm. He gets bruise bomb and essence of Mertlap and... He starts taking care of him, and then his name says, "No, didn't he? Come no. on, there's any. There needs to be Dittany. No, Dittany. Oh, they didn't know about Dittany then. He puts the, you know, he has Harry lay down and and starts taking care of his back. And it's just, it's, it stings, you know, the stuff he puts on it because he's got to clean it out, stings, mm-hmm. and so." And Harry still wants to know if they can't just, you know, ignore it and mm-hmm. hope it goes away. And Dumbledore says, no, we can't. And Snape has a nice line here where he says, it's the least Spartacus could do for you, Potter, after your careful attentions to him over the course mm-hmm. of the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he's surprised at himself for saying that and kind of goes quiet afterwards. But um, it's, it's like, Mm-hmm. Said the stuff out loud, the quiet stuff loud, and the loud stuff quiet again. Damn it! That was my outside voice too. <laughs> and so Dumbledore just kind of puts Harry to sleep, and he doesn't mean to. He gives him a relaxing spell, but Harry's so wound up that once this relaxing spell hits him, he just falls asleep. Oh, the thing mm-hmm. is, I mean, he's probably exhausted. He just had what had that huge, massive crack. How many? Okay, being a girl, as much as I hate it, I mean, I have cried myself to sleep because you ever cried so much that mm-hmm. it just completely exhausts you and wears you out. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I haven't cried in years. 
Okay, well, we'll just call you Harry. Okay, Harry. <laughs> I mean, we all cried, but, I mean, there has been times that any of us, I mean, it doesn't always have to happen every single day, but we've cried so hard that, yeah, it, you just completely exhaust yourself out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no wonder it didn't take him very much. Yeah. And so Dumbledore kind of asks, did this look like it was a common occurrence? And as much as Snape doesn't want to hurt Dumbledore, he has to say, yeah. It was. And then he wants to know exactly how Snape came to be wounded. And Snape told about McNair and Bellatrix. And they talk about how lucky they were that Voldemort never. And I don't think she calls him Voldemort ever in this story. It's always the Dark Lord. How they, you know, he's never actually called him while he was with Harry, which was really good. Mm-hmm. And so that would have been a little awkward. It would have been. Yeah. I would wonder. I would wonder if he could. He, he would feel the dark mark while he was as an Amagus. Yeah, I feel like it, w- it would be as. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I they, think so too. I mean, scars and things transfer over. Glasses transfer over. Everything transfers. Yeah. I wonder if you could actually find it, or whether it would be not be visible as a bat. On a bat, probably not. Because the dark mark's black. Mm-hmm. On the, bat, um, on, the, on the wing rather than, like, on a leg. So it would be harder to see. Yeah, I mean, the, the, he would have fur, too. But the thing is, it could, it could be, like, the fur could the fur could be just maybe a little darker or a little lighter or something like that. Not real sure how what exactly, because there's some bats that are brown. I mm-hmm. don't really know how, what color... What, he was a fruit bat or something fruit like that? Fruit bats yeah. are brown with black wings, usually. Okay. I mean, who knows? It could have been something goofy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, not every marking transfers over. It's just usually something... Um, something that's a, a part of their... Because everybody has... Like, a certain, and, like, and McGonagall both have yeah. perspectives. But other than that, we haven't really seen much. Well, Rita... He said Rita. Oh, sorry. He kind oh, of broke up when he said Rita. Yeah, he did kind of. Wow, that's a freaky Both word. Rita and McGonagall, you see their spectacle have marking. They have spectacle markings, but um, we haven't heard Maybe whether Sirius has any markings. Yeah, James. Those. Mm-hmm. Hello. Can you hear us? Most fix well, have Harry have a star show up, but since Harry's not actually an Animagus in canon, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to mm. try to send you a, a link to a picture, but um, it's uh, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what's going on with this. It's not working exactly right. Maybe if I click on this, it'll give me a link. Here we go. I'm still getting used to some of this stuff. It's different. There you go. Fruit bats. So you can see their little brown bodies and black wings. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, you've got the chat that's included with the call now because you're an updated version. Yeah, I know. It's kind of weird. You guys can fall off the call and call me back now, I bet you. Yep. Probably. Is is that why we've always had a separate chat? Sue's version is hella old? Yeah, yeah it, it was Sue's so old. wasn't compatible. It wouldn't let her have a chat and call at the same time. Yep. Wow. I had to figure out how to actually call you guys today. They decide to take Harry off to Madame Pomfrey. 
And Snape carries him. This I never bought. And maybe, maybe okay, I am a fairly small woman. Mm-hmm. Um, at five foot two and, you know, fairly small frame. But most 15-year-olds are bigger than I am. Especially the boys. Yeah, but he's going to be on the small side because he's malnourished. And it does and talk about still, it. Like, and you know. We know that... Um, it, it says that Vernon is seven inches taller than him, and I never really pictured Vernon as being a particularly tall man, just big mm. generally. So I know, if I Vernon is, you I know, 5'10", then Harry is 5'3", mm-hmm. or something like that. Okay, so it's my size. Most people can't yeah. carry me. They couldn't yeah. carry you for very far. And, it, I mean, it does talk about this a little bit. And, and I, I agree. I think that Snape could have picked him up and could have carried him a ways. But usually the length of space between Dumbledore's office and the hospital wing is usually a pretty good haul. Um, he can have a levitating spell. Yeah, but he people doesn't. Just he really like, people just really like having somebody carry Snape. Mm, it's Snape the whole baby Harry thing. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, no, it's all right. People carry Harry. Right. Um, it's the whole baby Harry thing. And like, I get it intellectually, but at the same time, it's just like that isn't like you know realistic for somebody to carry yeah. Harry that far. Yeah, it's a ways. I I think that he could carry Harry for a way, uh, you know, for a little ways. I don't know that he could have got him all the way to the hospital wing. And it does sort of acknowledge that when it says that, you know, he's kind of regretting that he decided to do this without magic. Because even though Harry's small for his size and malnourished and light, by the time they get there, Snape's having a hard time with it. And he's very Um, happy to put him down. I mean, I don't know if you have ever, I mean, ever tried. I mean, even even babies after a while, they start to they start to get heavy, especially mm-hmm. dead weight. Dead weight is really just very very hard exactly. to yeah. in, mm-hmm. to lift. I never realized that one one guy there. There's a very ordered gentleman that lives in my complex. Well. One time I'm driving up, I see him. He's he's sitting on the he's sitting on the ground. He fell, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I stopped. I try to get him. I try to get him up. Honestly, I mean, I almost threw my back out because I just didn't. It, it just didn't dawn on me that he couldn't help himself up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that but dead weight's I, tough. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, he was bigger than I was. I was just like, okay. I mean, like, I, I remember lifting up my son, but then I realized, I'm like, he's always helped me lift him up kind of thing. Right. They jump or whatever. I know when we had Grandpa here, he fell out of bed one morning. Mm-hmm. And I went to pick him up and get him back into bed. And it was tough. And he was pretty frail at that time. I don't think he weighed over 100 pounds. But. No. You know, between the wall and the the bed space, there's not a whole lot of room there. And to get your arms up underneath his armpits and get him up, it was tough. So Mm -hmm. I understand that. So we have them settling him into the bed. And Dumbledore says, I'm surprised Vernon did this to him after the Order of the Phoenix warned him off. And Snape unthinkingly says, well, Harry did 
kind of throw you up into the conversation trying to stop it. And then he kicks himself. And Dumbledore's like, what happened? And Vernon, you know, Snape tells him, and Dumbledore loses it. And the windows in the hospital explode. Which I think is interesting because this is the first time that we've ever seen a character other than Harry lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he's really, really upset. And that brings Poppy in because she was in her office. Nobody knew that she was actually there. And he distracts her with Harry. Oh, look, Harry's hurt. You must fix him. (laughs) What on earth? (laughs) And poor Harry's like, how did I get here? I don't remember. I don't know anything. And... Then Poppy sees his back, and she's like, uh, what? And Dumbledore sort of shoots her a significant glance and says, Harry had a slight uh, accident on his broom. And she's like, but, uh, and he's like, Severus and I will take care of it. And she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) You do that, and I'm going to pretend like I didn't see this because I want whatever happened to this child to be taken care of your way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so says we will discuss this could, later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is you gotta think. If Poppy I mean Poppy has seen seen it all. And being a nurse, especially with children, I mean she's probably have seen abuses and stuff like that. Probably not significantly since it's a boarding school. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. I mean it'd be different like if it was like cotton I mean, a like school? a public school. Yeah, a day school or something like that where they see that stuff. But the thing is, I mean, say, I mean, I think she's more worldly than like she's experienced that. And she mm-hmm. probably probably knows that what the bureaucracy would do. Would they really put him in the safe environment? And how much the how much rigmarole and how much red tape and everything else is? Mm-hmm. And what's that a safe was- environment when it comes to the boy who lived? Right. Like, exactly. how do they know, not know that, like, you know, well, like, a death well, eater... with the Weasleys, hot Or, you know, like, but if you, like, but, in, with, with democracy or, or yeah, bureaucracy, exactly. if he you put the Malfoys up against... Exactly. He'll end up with the, the damn Malfoys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he'll end up with the damn Malfoys. Because right. Lucius will give them money for his care. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And this is a fine, upstanding, pure-blood family... Who has always supported the ministry. That's Mm -hmm. where they put him. Danger, danger, danger. Mm -hmm. Danger, Mr. Robertson. Or whatever. Then we have Harry. Who actually has this moment of, oh my god, you bit me. You (laughs) actually bit me. And Poppy's like, what do you mean Snape bit you? Snape wouldn't bite you. He's a teacher. And Harry's like, I can't believe you bit me. And then he kind of grins and he's like, well, I guess I had to clean up your newspapers every day. So I guess we're even. But, you know, it's this uncomfortable moment for Snape. And Dumbledore just thinks it's hilarious. And Poppy has no clue what's going on. But I just love that the whole, you know, Harry being totally indignant about this whole thing. You bit me! <laughs> yeah, I can really picture that scene. Mm-hmm. And Snape's like, well, I couldn't exactly take points, and you were cons- you were pilfering my potion stores. And she's like, Professor Snape! <laughs> <laughs> 
Zed is course, she's so... The grown man uh, coming up to him and biting him while he's <laughs> taking stuff out of the potion stores or something. And of course, <laughs> and of course he's, he's showing him the finger that he bit him, too. Right. And you're like, you yeah. bit me! And like pointing to it and going, you bit me right there! <laughs> Poor yeah. Poppy. Yeah. We have our, so we have a flashback mm-hmm. to Snape's <gasps> so- um, initiation into the Death Eaters. Did you have a question, Tricia? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm want to see fan art of Snape biting Harry's finger, but not as the back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Snape in pajamas with Mr. Yuck on them, biting Harry's finger, folks. This is what will give you points. I don't think Lots you have to points. beat them all at the same time. That would be a little yes, awkward. Yes, yes, you do. Oh, come on. It'll be oh, All of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll be getting tons of points for this one. <laughs> <laughs> And if you make me laugh even really hard that I cry or snort, oh, you, you'll get bonus points. And if we get it on the recording, then then kudos to you. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to have to get the Wizengamon in on this one. But uh, we have... Oh, I think they would agree. I'm sure they would. We have a flashback of Snape, like Scott said, of Snape getting initiated here. And we talk about Daddy Snape, but in this scene, we've got Daddy Voldemort. Yes, which is really gross. It's like the side hug and... Mm -hmm. More disturbing than the hug. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's, you know, having this dream, basically. And he wakes up, and he's like, you know, it's 3.38 a.m. And he's like, oh, man, why did I dream that? Oh, wait, dreams. Harry might be dreaming. I better go check on Harry. And he hurries off to the hospital wing, but there's a little purple armchair next to it, which is totally a Dumbledore chair because Dumbledore always conjures up the squishy armchairs. And so he knows Dumbledore's been there and he's just sitting there kind of watching him and wondering what, what's going to happen now? Where are we going to go? Because things have obviously changed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now, you know, what do we do? And Harry kind of wakes up. And Snape's like, holy crap, now what? How am I going to explain to him why I'm sitting here watching him sleep? And Harry goes, hey, Spartacus. And then falls back to sleep. And he does Harry's been drugged? Yeah. And then we have Poppy, who, you know, can't sleep. When she's got patients and she's got to check on them and she goes in and checks on him and the hospital wings warded. So if somebody comes in, if there's an intruder that comes in, she knows about it, but she doesn't. I'm sure sure on that list of intruders, that's going to be like students who are visiting friends or. Mm -hmm. Right. Not little furry fruit bats that are hanging from the ceiling. Right. Mm -hmm. And Snape didn't walk into the room either. He flew, so... Mm-hmm. If if he had come in um, as in human form, she probably would have been notified as well. Yeah. Although, she didn't get notified when they brought him in at the beginning. So maybe it's just warded after there's patients there. I'm not sure. But in well, any case... Well, the thing is, it's also, it's also probably... I mean, she wasn't ready for it because, you know, it's the summer holiday. Mm-hmm. 
Why would why would there really be a patient coming in? Well, you know what? There there are teachers standing staying there, but still. Right. Well, there's also the fact. I I mean, states probably in there all the time helping. You know, restocking potion stores. Yeah, but uh, in the middle. So of he he's been coded into the wards. So that yeah, that's what I'm thinking. No, okay. yeah. Or it could just be that they weren't. Um, past curfew yet when they brought him in and now it is mm-hmm. or something like that it's possible. I mean who knows I mean there could be there, there could be 101 different explanations mm-hmm. I just think she didn't have any wards up because there's because it's summer holiday and she probably just put the wards up now since she now she really does have a patient in there mm-hmm. that's true mm-hmm. good work too and yeah. that is where the story ends and and this is really the scene that I would like to see fan art of is Harry is sleeping fairly peacefully in his uh, usual hospital wing bed, mm-hmm. and there is a little bat hanging from the rafters directly above him, and that is the end. <laughs> Although, I wouldn't say he's a little bat. He's a pretty good-sized bat. Yeah. For a bat, he's quite sizable. Yeah, because I walked out of the house last night and almost got hit in the head with a bat, but it was only about a 4-inch bat, and he's probably a 12 to 16-inch bat. So that's pretty big. I think it says that in the author's notes you guys skipped at the beginning. At the very beginning uh, it tells us what he is, yeah. The chapter one that isn't a chapter. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I totally skipped that too. Yeah, she yeah. says he's about twelve inches long. Yeah. He's thinking flying fox could get to be about fifty inches and he's probably a little bit smaller than that. So, you know, uh, a 45-inch wingspan or something like that. So. Yeah. So there you go. Well, I really like this story. I like watching Snape's gradual transformation of actually being a part of Harry's life and finding out that Harry is not the obnoxious git that he's always believed him to be. Yeah. And to see what kind of home life he has and that he can compare it to his own life. And finally get to know Lily's son rather than James's son. Yeah. And, you know, and it was done slowly enough that it was believable. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's interesting to me it that way. You're like that this, other? <laughs> this is the end of the story. And um, this has been a whole story where in most of the sort of bringing Harry and Snape into a relationship of some kind stories, this would have happened in the first three chapters and it's been 15 Mm -hmm. and that's the story. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't get to the actual, they start to spend some time together as themselves bit until the sequel, which uh, I also went and read because I couldn't stop. And uh, unfortunately it's not completed. There's 10 chapters of that, Mm -hmm. but you is she still, is she still um, putting it on, or is there, it, it has, do you think it it's been abandoned? been updated since January of 12. She's still around because, um, or more recently was around because she posted a Sherlock fic in May, but um, this universe hasn't been updated since 2012. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at first... Tell the truth, I kind of wish it was just. I understand why she was kind of switching from Harry's view and Snape's view. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I wanted everything to be more 
Snape's shoe the whole way. I just wanted that to be the whole way. That's because you're a Snape kind of fan girl. I just, I did. Well, I am a Snape fan girl, but the thing is, I it's just I like seeing, I liked how seeing Snape was realizing he's not this little little get a little get and everything like that. But I I think it was more as because I felt like there was some some of it was getting rehashed. Some of the story, like I already read it in the previous chapter, and I found myself skimming. Not also probably I was skimming it more because I was trying to catch up to everybody. But right. that too. But the thing is, I'm like I already know this. Okay, let me keep going. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I, I, I don't know. That's just me. Because it, I mean, when it's something that's getting rehashed, I I tend to skip it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're doing that again. Uh, whatever. <laughs> But sometimes it's interesting to see something from one person's point of view and then to see it through somebody else's eyes. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they, she rehashed a lot of it. Sometimes it was like maybe the last couple seconds mm-hmm. of something. It's like, last time on Potterfic Weekly <laughs> kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. Next. All right. I, I mean, I. What, I, I mean, the, re, the, the hold on. The reason why I recommended this fic was I was tired of listening to podcasts and hearing everyone, like, you know, absolutely gripe about Daddy Snape this and, you know, Snape, you know, taking care of Harry fix don't work because they either go to one extreme or the other. And I've always known this as one of my favorite fics that has Snape as kind of in the middle ground of he still doesn't really like Harry. He doesn't really, you know, and he doesn't really see him as, you know, okay, now I have to take care of you as a kid because Harry's grown up. But in kind of a, and not even in a pitying way, just like in a, this was wrong and we have to teach you that this was wrong. Because you've never been taught that before. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, I mean, he's it's more idealistic, I think. It is idealistic, but I mean, that's what fanfiction's all about. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it's I mean, it's more not it's more realistic because I mean, yeah, he got the yeah, well, realistic. Yes, yeah, like a man turns into a freaking bat. Yeah, that's realistic. But, hmm. but it's like we can't talk. Got, <laughs> Nope. Yeah. It's just like, but the thing is, it's just more, it's a progression. We got to see the progression and the, the progression was, you know what? You see this, you witness this, you know it, and you come to terms with it. And you, and it wasn't like, bam, this is it. This is what has to be done kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you saw the progression. Right. Yeah, and that—that's why I wrecked this. Is what I'm saying is because you can see yeah. the progression of Snape moving from. I mean, Snape in this story very much starts from a position of "I hate you, Potter. Why do right. I have to do this?" Mm-hmm. And he moves very slow, and this is this is oh, very yeah. much kind of like a it's a Snape fic. Um, yeah. I would almost argue it's a Snape fic with Harry having some of the perspective, but you know it, it's very much about Snape's perspective changing. Mm-hmm. To yeah. maybe this kid isn't so bad, 
maybe this kid is, you know, I'm only seeing what I want to see. And Mm -hmm. there's this whole other part of him. And then he moves from, oh, God, this kid's in danger because his family is beating him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not... No, I, I I agree, and I and I mean no, and I really do like I really do like the fic. I hate when the, I I don't like to read fics where he has to take care of Harry. I I just I'm personally I just don't I don't like them because it's usually something that they have like it's it, he's it's when Harry's a child or something like that or somehow and they turn it and. And or I some other ones totally everything. In a, in, a, in a lot of no. ways, in a lot of ways, I, I like the fact that In Care of ends here because then the people who really like the stories where Snape takes care of Harry um, can imagine that, and then you and I, Trisha, who really don't like the stories, can imagine. You know, they basically just go their separate ways in school and have learned something from each other, and that's mm-hmm. that. The yeah. story. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I think they found more of a mutual respect. And the thing is, you know what? They have a camaraderie they have and stuff like that. But now. the thing is, yeah, they're on com- – yeah, exactly. They're on common ground. And when probably they – they probably won't be as harsh. But the thing is, the thing is, they have a pers- – they have a pers- – um, a persona they they have to deal with school because all of a sudden if they become friends people are going to think the Armageddon is coming and coming to get them cats and dogs are going to start sleeping together and shit like that <laughs> hey look we got, we got ghostbusters to get we got ghostbusters I, and <laughs> I don't picture from this time from on this timeline that they'd ever be friends I just think I, mean, that... I think they're going to have a respect even even yeah. like they're having respect even now like even in, in canon he he names his son after severus mm-hmm. harry fond of respect for him and right. i think if if snape would have survived everything i think they would have respect for him Snape would never come over for dinner or anything like that and they're not going to be exchanging Emails um, or Christmas cards, Christmas cards, or something like that. But if if Harry needed something to know about something, he would go to Snape, like especially potions or something like that. He'd be going to Snape, and Snape would probably would do the same thing with Harry. Mm-hmm. Right. It and would be a mutual respect. I can see that, like if if Snape was alive still in canon. I think yeah, I, I think you know, <laughs> just knowing Harry's background. It might be a little more than than the canon relationship, mm-hmm. but it's not like okay, now we're going to be BFFs and skip through the daisies and hold hands and and do all this stuff and be all touchy feely. More fan art. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Harry, it's it's Snape skipping through through the tulips. Yeah, <laughs> going. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Oh my God! I just had a visual. I still like Harry. I still like Harry biting his Snape biting his finger. God! I still like the whole uh, yes. Snape dead, uh, smiling at Dudley. Yeah, that one was good too. Mm-hmm. That was excellent. So yes, I think this was the only fic that I've read so far. It's, you've been talking about you know people. Some people like and some people don't like the Snape takes care of Harry kind of fix. 
whichever point in Harry's life it may be. But I think this is the only one I've read where Harry takes care of Snape. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what makes it different. That is true. Yeah. I mean, I think I would still have liked this. Snape, but it's not really Snape. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have had as many places to go. It couldn't have gone as far. But I still would have liked it if um, if that was all there was. Even if there wasn't the abuse subplot so much as just um, Harry takes care of Snape in a more canon Dursley household for a month and a half, and then Snape goes back to Hogwarts. He still would have probably learned some things, even if not as much as yeah. happens in this fic. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, he would find probably more respect in the thing is he might treat Potter a little bit better, but not too much where people would would notice. Right. Harry would be like, did he just kind of, like, he didn't take a lot of points. Like, instead of taking 10 points for Cheek, he might take 5 points for Cheek. Mm-hmm. And Harry would go, huh, maybe he forgot that had another 5 points. Harry would be going, is he feeling okay? I think there's something wrong with Snape. I think he actually marked my potion well. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> he let me turn one in this time and didn't just scourge by it out of the cauldron. Wow, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. So, well, I know that Kat needs to go to bed and I'm sure Trisha bed. needs to go to bed. So, bed was like an hour and a half ago. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Oops, say good night, all, and I will go and transfer this up. Yes, who gets to be up in six hours? Thank you very much for recommending it, Kat. Mm -hmm. It was very good. I enjoyed it. I have more. I have better. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm just waiting. Um, So the Cat recommends. uh, If you have not read it yet, go read. Um, It's a work in progress, but it's four out of five. Defense Against the Dark Arts uh, professors recommend. Mm -hmm. It's an awesome pick. So the premise is essentially that uh, between uh, fifth and sixth year, uh, Dumbledore assigns an essay to every single student at Hogwarts to what they've learned in Defense Against the Dark Arts because hmm. of the hmm. teacher changeover. And Harry writes this essay that we haven't gotten to read yet, but it's um, for, it's titled Four to Five Defense Against the Dark Arts Teachers Recommend That Harry Potter Die. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> yes. And then you don't get to read the you don't get to read the essay, but you get to see everybody's reactions from Petunia to uh, to like Dumbledore and Snape and and everybody and it's really kind of a creative you know essay prompt turned yeah well i'll i'll blink you right now before i go to bed it's 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 a really you know it it seems like a very silly fic but it it got it turned into a very interesting idea Mm -hmm. i have to actually see if she yeah she hasn't updated it yet all right. Well, while we're looking for that link, we'll say goodnight, everybody. Buenas noches. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night. <laughs>